Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we speak with hiring and recruiting experts around the country to discuss tips that will help you in your job search. Today, we're looking at the topic of contemplating the counteroffer. So the specific situation that we'll be examining involves a job seeker receiving a promising job offer from a new company and then receiving a counteroffer of a promotion or a salary increase from his current employer. Now, this can be a tricky situation for job seekers, and in order to gain some insight on the topic, we're speaking with Bernie Frazier, president of Careervolution LLC, which is a career coaching firm. Thanks for joining me today, Bernie. Thank you for having me, Jenna. So to start off, do you want to tell me briefly about your background as a career coach? Sure. I've actually had my career coaching business for about three and a half years, but I've done coaching for probably 15 years. I spent about 25 years uh, in corporate recruiting, and it became one of the byproducts of being in recruiting. You start out by helping people with resumes and interviews and uh, then it, it evolves into networking and negotiating offers, and it, it grows to you know helping people figure out what they want to do. So I, I loved it and decided to move forward with it in my own business again about three and a half years ago. And so in your years of experience, how often have you come across this idea of someone receiving a counter offer from their current boss when they go in to give their two weeks notice? I would say when I look back over time, uh, it's not something that happens all the time, Mm -hmm. but probably around 10 to 15 percent, maybe 20 percent of the time. So is it becoming more common in your opinion or has it kind of stayed the same over the years? Overall, I think it stayed the same, Mm -hmm. but I think you will see spikes in certain industries. For instance, uh, certainly in service-based industries, I think it's grown more over the years, particularly when you look at technology and the digital space. There's so much demand for talent, and unfortunately, we don't have enough talent to meet the demand. So as companies face the threat of losing an employee, particularly a highly skilled employee, it will cause them to consider giving a counteroffer much more so than maybe in some other industries. And you kind of touched on this, but when the employer realizes that uh, their employee may be leaving them, what are they usually attempting to accomplish when they propose the counteroffer? In my experience, it's been primarily one of two things. The first one is they're either trying to retain a very high-performing, high-skilled employee that has, you know, they've brought a lot of skills, knowledge, information to that organization, and they've made some really key contributions. Or, I hate to say this, a lot of times it's to avoid a hardship, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, their team or their department may already be very understaffed and people are, you know, they're tired, they're maybe starting to burn out. And by losing one more person, they're just concerned that it's going to take the team over the edge. And so they try to help to keep that person there in order to, you know, keep the team from completely burning out or the workload becoming completely overwhelming. And back to the employee's point of view, if there is someone who is in this situation and they find themselves making the decision of either staying with their current company or moving on to a new opportunity, what are some important questions that this person should be asking themselves in order to make this decision? That's a really good question. And I think as an employee, one of the first questions that they should ask is, why is my employer making the counteroffer now? And let's just say if it's salary, because salary is one of the most common areas, 
especially if the employee has expressed some concern about their base pay or whatever the case may be, and the employer wasn't willing to do anything yesterday, why all of a sudden are they willing to do it today? So I think that's something that employees really need to pause and look at and make sure that they're really assessing the why behind that counteroffer and appropriately. I think another question that they should ask is, does the counteroffer really address why they were looking at leaving in the first place? Or is it really just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound? Because sometimes companies will counter with money, thinking that that will help to retain the person. And I've seen where an employee will get caught up in the limelight of the dollars, if you will, and then when they accept the counteroffer, they realize that what was really driving them away was more of the culture or the boss or the work that they were doing. So that counteroffer really did not address the needs that that employee had. And I think another one that they should consider is, if I take this counteroffer, could I face some potential backlash in the future? Meaning, could I either be blacklisted because now my employer may think, okay, this person is a high-risk employee and they're not loyal, so maybe we should start to look for their replacement. Or could they experience backlash even from their peers because their peers will know, well, they must have offered them something that's putting them head and shoulders above us, and that's not fair, and they could start to experience some resentment from their peers. So I think those are three questions that they really need to stop and, and ask themselves and even answer those and really think through that before they accept a counteroffer. And each situation is going to be unique, but in general, what would you say are the advantages and the disadvantages of staying with the current company? I know you had mentioned that there might be some underlying resentment if you do decide to stay. Is there any other disadvantages you would say? And then also the advantages maybe of staying? Sure. And I'll start with the advantages uh, with this one, because I think there really are some. The first one is you may actually get what you want. You know, if you tell your employer that, well, I'm leaving for this reason and this reason, and if they want you bad enough and they're able to accommodate that, then, you know, that's a good thing for the employee. So that's certainly an advantage. I think that what can happen as well is employers get busy. You know, there, there's so many pressures, there's so many demands, and unfortunately, it's very easy to overlook employees sometimes when they are expressing concerns. And I think sometimes if a, a valued employee especially is at a point where they're looking at leaving and they really don't want to lose that person, it could be an aha moment for that employer so that, one, they won't take that employee for granted in the future and will help them to really focus on the needs of their employee base to ensure that they are providing within reason you know, those things that are value added for the employee, which would make them want to stay and continue to produce. But I think also, too, sometimes an advantage could be even if they accept the new offer and they decline the counteroffer, it can be a wake-up call to that company that will cause them to make some improvements that, it, unfortunately, the employee that left may not receive the benefit from, but they could create a different path for the people who are still there, thereby changing the culture or the work or whatever needs to be improved. So I think those are certainly some advantages. Again, some disadvantages, some of the things that I said before, if you take the, uh, the counter offer, then the reasons may not disappear, which were really the, the true reasons why you were leaving in the first place. You know, if you didn't like the company culture or didn't, you know, coincide uh, in a proper way with your values, well, you know, if they offer you more money or offer you uh, a different job, that may not necessarily address that need. So that's certainly a, a disadvantage. I think uh, 
you know, at least part of the counter offer a lot of times will involve money. It may not be the main thing, but money is certainly one of the factors that will usually come up. And if you are offered a, a hefty financial increase, you know, again, does it address the other concerns that you may have had? And I've seen where employees will get caught up in the money and they lose sight of the other issues. Therefore, it becomes a disadvantage for them because, again, they're stuck in that same situation. And it's a shame, but it can happen. You, you now put yourself on the radar screen, again, as a high-risk individual, so that company may not be willing to invest as much in you because they think, well, why should we spend all of this training money or development dollars on this person when we know that they're looking to leave? So mm -hmm. it could start to hinder your growth within the organization. And again, it could start to negatively impact the relationships that you have. And so on the flip side, then, if you do decide to accept the job offer from the new company, what would you say would be the advantages and disadvantages of that? Sure. I, I think, you know, the advantages are you are probably getting what you want. You know, you wouldn't have pursued the opportunity if it wasn't one that was appealing to you for whatever reason. So the fact that you are now having an opportunity to spread your wings and fly somewhere else is certainly exciting, which, you know, kind of leads, I guess, to the second one is just the honeymoon period of being in a new organization, you know, new work, new people. You know, no employer is perfect, but you do get to enjoy, you know, the newness of the challenge of starting with a new employer. So I say, you know, you're in that honeymoon period, and that's always a fun time. We know it doesn't last, but at least you do get to experience that again. Again, if there were some systemic things that caused you to leave your past employer, you could send a message that some things need to be improved which could end up benefiting your, you know, your coworkers who were there. You know, and, and a lot of times we work with people that we really care about, especially if you work with them for a long period of time, and you want them to be in a good environment too. And if your leaving sparks some discussion and some changes that will make it better for your friends back at the old place, then that's certainly a good thing as well. But again, there are a couple of disadvantages to keep in mind too, and it's the old saying, the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Because, again, no employer is perfect. And when you get to the new employer, you're, you could have a honeymoon period, and I hope people do, but it can be short or it can be long. So you could leave one situation with a former employer and walk into a similar situation or, heaven forbid, a worse situation with a new employer. So it's just, you know, it's the unknown. Uh, you really aren't sure what you're going to get into. And then if you've worked with your previous employer for a number of years, you've probably developed good relationships, at least with some of the people there, great camaraderie, and you lose that. So, you know, you're in a new place. You're kind of in a strange land, if you will, and you've got to start to build new relationships, which can be fun. But again, if you really enjoyed and valued the, the relationships that you had in the past, you no longer have those. So it sounds like there's a lot of different factors that kind of play into this decision. So when someone is making this decision, how much time in general do you think they should use before they choose their path? Bare minimum, and I do underscore bare minimum one day. I think a person should take several days to really think about it because it's not a decision that an employee should take lightly because of the, the factors that I mentioned. And I think it's important for them, you know, I always say sleep on it because, you know, a lot of times when you're in the throes of this type of decision, there could be a lot of emotion involved on the front end. And I think by taking a, a time at least to sleep on it, but I think if you can take two or three days and just really think about it, maybe seek some counsel from a trusted uh, mentor, it just gives you a chance to allow whatever emotional components are involved to, to simmer down 
And you can really start to look at it from a more rational standpoint, if you will, and really start to evaluate all of the different pros and cons to make sure you're making the best decision. Not to put you on the spot, but I was wondering if you had come across any statistics of how long an employee ends up staying with their current employer before they start looking again, if they were not accepting the new offer, if they were deciding to stay with their current company. There's a lot of anecdotal information out there, but I really, you know, you hear a lot of this and Mm -hmm. I went, well, that's probably true in a lot of cases. I know people that I've known in the past, unfortunately, they don't, they haven't worked out very well. But there was one statistic that I have been able to find that I've used in the past when I'm talking with people about it, and it's from the National Employment Association. And they did a survey and compiled these statistics and found that about 80% of the people who elect to accept a counteroffer usually leave that employer within six months. And again, in other readings that I've seen over the last few years, it's still showing anywhere from about 50 to 90% of employees who accept the counteroffer end up leaving anyway. So, you know, unfortunately, it looks like the numbers bear out that accepting counteroffers is usually not the greatest situation, but there are always exceptions. So I don't want anyone to think that, you know, oh my goodness, if I took this counteroffer, it would never work out. Because, you know, from time to time, you'll run into one where it did. I remember reading one. I, I did a story on LinkedIn about this. And one of the comments that came in, a gentleman stated that, you know, he accepted the counteroffer and it ended up being the best decision he could have made because his employer went, you know what, we've really been negligent in this area. You've been sounding the alarm and so have a couple of other people. And we apologize because we didn't realize the importance of it. And we're going to make some changes. And he said they made changes. And again, it was the greatest decision that he made. So there are always exceptions. It's just unfortunately, even in my, you know, 25 years of being in corporate recruiting, I just didn't see many of them work out. And I had a couple of instances, one in particular, I was uh, recruiting for a sales position a number of years ago, and a gentleman uh, declined my offer. And within a month, reached back out to me to see if the offer was still available because he said things just aren't going to work out with the uh, employer, even with the counter offer. So, you know, unfortunately, uh, my experience has been consistent with some of the numbers that it just typically does not work out. So that's something that people will probably want to keep in mind as they're making this decision. And as you said, each each situation is unique and has a different outcome, but that's just an important factor to maybe keep in mind when making this decision. Absolutely. So we're running out of time, but I actually wanted to just give you the floor for about the last 30 seconds or so, just to give our listeners a final message about this topic, final piece of advice for someone who maybe is going through this situation or foresees themselves going through this in the near future. Sure. I think one of the most important things that an employee or a candidate can do is really be clear about what it is that's important to them in their work, even if they put together a top three or a top five list, because if they start to measure their employer against that and they see that there's no possibility of that work or that employer helping them to achieve what their personal priorities are for their career, then that can be a good indication that it's time to look. And then if they do go elsewhere and look and they receive an offer, it can probably minimize even that desire to look back because they've done all of the homework to see if that employer can meet their expectations. And if not, they can really feel good about moving forward and accepting that future offer. But again, I think the foundation is they have to be clear about what it is they really want. 
And with that final bit of advice, we will finish up the show. We've been exploring the topic of contemplating the counteroffer with Bernie Frazier of Careervolution LLC. You can learn more about her company by visiting careervolution.com. Bernie, thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And we love to hear from you, the listener, as well. So if you have a comment on this topic or a suggestion of another subject to cover on the show, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar, wishing you the best of luck in your job search. <laughs>